I'm Jess. I'm Steph. And this is episode 10 of Spooks and Kooks. so good how are your two doubles back to back horrible as always yeah agreed but livable i'm still here so yeah yeah valid you could are be still a pro could be a crone depending on how you look at it <laughs> oh you're suicidal huh <laughs> um well how about you how are you uh I'm fine. I'm tired. Yeah? Forgot that you had an episode to today. So <laughs> I completely... Yeah, I completely forgot uh, that I had a podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, that's a thing. And you uh-huh. reminded me today. <laughs> you're like, oh, we have to drop it, you know, on Saturday. And I was like, oh, shit. And so here we are. Recording at 1 a.m. yet again. You know, we don't have to tell them that. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> well, anyway. So, this is my episode, and it's going to be a spooky one. Uh, and I decided to do the werewolf or the wolf man. Mm-hmm. And researching this while I was sitting in a dark room scared the holy living kablubbles out of me. It scared me so bad. Yeah werewolves is like your biggest fear well one of them one of them yeah but like look at lupin and the way they animated him that was fucking terrifying it was really good for the time too oh yeah fucking terrifying also i saw this thing on tiktok it was like a uh like a theory about hermione because in um the Prisoner of Azkaban, when uh, Snape does the lesson on uh, werewolves, she raises her hand and tells that they only respond to the call of their own kind. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, howled. Yeah. And I, he responded. I, I was there. <laughs> I'm telling the story for them, not you. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it gets confusing when we're, you know, just talking to nothing. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So, Hermione's a werewolf, apparently. I don't think that's true. But, anyway. So... Well, she just knew how to mimic the perfect mating call, because it's Hermione. 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 Hermie. Hermie the frog here. <laughs> Hermie the wizard here. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna first dive into a little bit of the history of werewolves. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. So, it's really unclear where um, the werewolves lore, I guess, came from. Originated from? Yeah. 
Um, there are so many different places that it could be. Uh, some scholars say that it was the um, oldest known Western prose when uh, Gilgamesh jilted a potential love because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. Oh. Yeah, I honest to God don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Bestiality is what I got from that. Well, what I got from it was she was betrayed and turned him into a wolf. Ah. Oh. That, maybe I'm wrong. Um, the next one is uh, Greek mythology. Um, the legend of Lycon or Lycan. I, I don't really know how to say it. Um, was the son of Plesigus. Um, when Plesigus arranged Zeus a meal and served him a sacrificed boy, uh, Zeus was angered and as the punishment, he turned uh, Lycaon or Lycan to a wolf. Mm. Uh, so basically, a dude served a sacrificed boy to Zeus, and Zeus was mad, so he turned dude to wolf. Turned dude's son to wolf. Turned dude's son. Lycaon, or Lycaon, or Lycan, was, uh... Oh, gotcha. The mm -hmm. son of... Weird name, dude. Yeah. Plegasus, or whatever. Pegasus. Hmm. No. <laughs> Uh, werewolves also appeared in Nordic folklore, obviously. Uh, in the saga of the Volskus, it tells of a father and a son who learned that the pelts of wolves um, that they had found could turn them into wolves for ten days. And so what they did was they put on the uh, pelts and then they went on a killing rampage. And it only ended... Um, when the father attacked the son, and the son was wet, left with uh, fatal injuries, and a kind raven gave the father a healing leaf to heal his son. Interesting. Yeah. Folklore is so weird. <laughs> I love folklore. It's it... folklore. 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 <laughs> Loser. Sorry. Um, so the werewolf has always been really big and from you know way 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 back obviously um but nowadays there are medical explanations for what you know was going on okay so peter the wild boy for instance in 1725 was found wandering Naked on all fours through the uh, German forest. Oh, so Tarzan. <laughs> uh, he was thought to be a werewolf, or at least raised by wolves, uh, from the locals. Mm. But Peter ate with his hands and couldn't speak. Um, and he was adopted by the courts of uh, King George I and King George II. And he lived his days out as a pet. That's messed up. Yeah. I was like, that's really fucked. But um, research shows that uh, Peter likely suffered from Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which is a condition that causes lack of speech, seizures, uh, distinct facial features. So it makes them look different. 
difficulty breathing and intellectual challenges. So this poor kid who he literally just had. He was a special needs. Yeah. The other thing that could have caused uh, the belief of werewolves, there's multiple things, so I'm just going to list them off. Lycanthropy, a rare psychological condition that causes people to believe that they are changing into a wolf or other animal. I'm sorry, just the iconic vine <laughs> yeah. came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> On every level except for physical, I am a wolf. Um, another reason for people believing that they're a werewolf is food poisoning. Oh. Which I get it. I mean, you're like it blowing up pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both ends are just shooting. You're crying. You're <laughs> sneezing. You're everywhere. You feel like you're dying. I, I could see how people would be like, I'm changing into something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a monster. Interesting. The next one is hypertrichosis. It's a rare genetic disorder that causes excessive hair growth. Yeah, yeah. I knew that one. Yeah. Um, rabies is another one. Obviously. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Rabies made sense. Yeah. Um, and hallucinations possibly caused by hallucinogenic herbs. Oh, so that's what the raven was giving them. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> That's what that magic leaf was. Did you know that elks will eat um, hallucinogenic mushrooms? And um, they'll get high. And then they'll drink their pee to get a second high after they're done being high. <laughs> yeah. Reindeer out there. Maybe that's why they think they can fly deliver gifts to the children. Maybe that's where it came from. They were literally high and they're like, oh man, they fly and they soar and then... Maybe so. They were like, you know what? <laughs> Let's make a poem out of this. Even though uh, werewolf stories have either been debunked or explained, there's still a lot of people out there who believe that there are um, werewolves. Yeah. And now, I'm going to read a few stories that I found. Cool. So there is a very famous uh, werewolf, which is called the Beast of Bray Road in Wisconsin. Oh. Which I've heard other podcasters and people talk about, and it fucking terrifies me. Like, I don't really believe in, like, werewolves, but if this is true, oh, fucking spooky alright they probably just saw my brother (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) and there are Native American accounts of the Beast of Bray Road Bray Road interesting so uh, the first modern report of the Beast came in 1936 uh, from a man named Mark Shackleman. Brandanowitz. Brandanowitz? (laughs) A night watchman at St. Coletta Covent was driving on Highway 18 just east of Jefferson... Whoa! Jefferson. Jefferson County, Wisconsin. 
uh, as Shackleman approached one of the Native American burial grounds in the area, he saw someone or something standing near the, a mound. As he got closer, he could see that it was not human, but wasn't sure what it was. Mm. The beast was about seven feet tall, as he estimated, and it weighed about 500 pounds. The beast of Bray Road appeared to be digging at the mound. Shackleman soon noticed a strong, repugnant smell, which he said was like rotting meat. Shackleman panicked and fled from the strange beast. Some days later, Shackleman got up the nerve to return to the area. As he approached, to his surprise, the brave road beast was still there. This time the man got, ver got a very good look at the beast. Its hands were human-like, with what he described as twisted thumbs. Shackleman said that the beast made a grunting sound that he described as sounding like Gadara. What is that? I don't know. Hmm. After what he said was a several minute stare down with the beast, it disappeared in the nearby woods. That's the first account. So, those two, the two times he spotted it were several days apart and it was still in the same area? Yeah, but if it's a burial ground for in Native Americans then, I mean, it could be digging up. Yeah, I, I was just, like, making sure I heard the story right. Yeah, it was... I mean, predatory animals have usually a place that they go to to eat and to leave remains so that they they can't be tracked. Yeah. Um, For example, I found one of a mountain lion when I was hiking once. Yeah, you told me about that. It was freaky. Bones in like a little dugout cave area. Yeah, it was me and my siblings uh, way back in like 2008 uh, were trying to make like a treehouse area. We were digging through some oak brush, uh, came across this pile of bones and fur. And then we saw, like, paw prints, and then um, as we started trying to leave, my brother, we drove the four-wheeler out there because it was out in, you know, the mountains. And my brother was trying to start the four-wheeler, and he started it, and me and my sister was still, were still behind, like, still in the trees, and uh, we were trying to get out, but we had to walk a little ways. And it was pretty dense where we were. The oak brush was like little baby saplings everywhere. And then there were big trees above us. And it was, it was really pretty. But um, as my brother started the foiler, me and my sister heard uh, rustling behind us. We yelled at my brother to turn off the foiler. And he did. He, he flicked it off. And the rustling stopped. And mm. then... We started moving again, and we could hear a little bit of rustling, but not nearly as bad. We got closer to the four-wheeler, and he turned it back on, and the rustling intensified immensely, and we, like, barked at him to turn it off. And he turned it off, and it, like, took a second to stop. Me and my sister bolted to the four-wheeler, jumped on, and my brother turned it on, and we fled this scene. <laughs> and we never went back. That's the smart choice. Yeah, it was, it was fucking terrifying because mm -hmm. 
I know, and you know what was happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were getting fucking stalked again. Anyway, back to werewolves. So there are no, no, there are no, are <laughs> no, Clarier. <laughs> uh, there were no additional reports of railroad beast uh, sightings for many years. At least none that became public. Um, the first one was in 1936, but then in 1964, so 30 years later, mm. the beast was seen just two miles from the location of the 1936 sighting. The creature was reported again in 1972 when a woman said that the beast tried to break into her home before attacking and seriously injuring a horse. Oh. On October 31st, 1989, that's when my brother was born, Dorsten Gibson was driving on Bray Road near Delvin, Wisconsin, when she felt a bump. Thinking she may have hit something, she stopped and got out of her car. Never fucking do that. Mm. Ever. She saw nothing behind the car, but as she looked around approximately 50 feet away, Gibson saw a very large, bizarre-looking creature running straight at her. She Mm. quickly got back into her car and started driving off. The Beast of Bray Road jumped into the trunk of the vehicle, but quickly... Into? I think it meant... Was she driving Oh, it does say onto. (laughs) Okay. My bad. This, this lady. <laughs> the Beast of Bray Road jumped onto the truck of the trunk of the vehicle. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're an asshole. I'm sorry. Jumped onto the trunk. Yeah. Of the vehicle. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, I'm gonna start over. Kind of want to keep that all in though. <laughs> <laughs> Including the part where you called me an asshole like three times. I did not. The Beast of Bray Road jumped onto the trunk of her vehicle, but quickly fall- fell off as she sped off. Gibson told a neighbor about it and what had happened, and showed them some deep scratches on her car trunk. From there, the rumor of Bray Road Beast began to spread once again, and more people began to come forward and tell their own strange stories of encounters with the Beast. One sighting of the Bray Road Beast in 1989 was reported by a 24-year-old Lorraine Andrizzi. Andrizzi said that she was driving on Bray Road when she saw something that appeared to be crouching on the side of the road. She slowed her car to get a better look, and what she saw would terrify her. She said that at one point, she was in within six feet of the beast. She reported that she saw the beast for about 45 seconds and described it as being large, a gray-brown, and covered with hair. Hmm. It had large fangs, pointed ears, and a face like a wolf. And Drizzy noted that the beast was very built and broad, like a bodybuilder, and looked very powerful. And Drizzy escaped in her car and related her story to her family. It was her mother that contacted a local reporter, Linda Godfrey. Godfrey talked to many people who claimed to have seen the Beast of Bray Road. Godfrey would publish the story on December 29, 1991. 
She would also go on to write in numerous books about the Beast of Bray Road, assuring the Bray Road Beast place in history of the strange monsters that at times seem to be everywhere. End. End. <laughs> Dean. Period. <laughs> Mic drop. But not really, because these are expensive. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I found it very interesting that they were all within the same small, like, circumference, concentrated area. Uh, There's the Beast of Bray Road. It's spooky. Very. Yeah, I looked at that and then read those stories alone in the dark. I was unwell. Hmm. But, yes. I'm just saying, you've never seen a werewolf and my brother in the same room. Or have I? Have you? Is your brother a werewolf? Because then I will have. I'm half convinced. He's hairy enough. Oh. Well, that is the uh, amount I've got for you guys because um, I failed miserably this week. (laughs) So it's a really short episode and I'm really sorry. But hey, if you've got a really short drive to work, this one will be good for you. Yeah. We're going to get better at researching ahead of time. I am starting my research for the next one tomorrow. Pinky promises, all y'all. Pinky promises. Good job. And also, we are buying a calendar. Uh, It's going to be our podcast calendar that we are going to hang up in our podcast room. And we don't have a podcast room, guys. not procrastinating anymore. (laughs) We record. The podcast room is my room. Yeah. (laughs) Record in Steph's room. Because it's usually cleaner than my room. (laughs) Usually. Sometimes it's not. For a minute there, uh, there were mountains of laundry we had to climb over. Half of them were yours. Shut up. How dare you bring that fact into this. (laughs) Making me look like a pig. I'm just kidding. I was literally just bashing on you for having a dirty room. (laughs) When you contributed to the dirt. There wasn't actually any dirt. Except for that one time True. I tried to throw away a plant and I missed. You didn't throw away a plant. You tried to throw something over the plant and you hit the plant. So you didn't miss. You were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But. Yeah. That was a big mess. Yeah, it's alright though. It's clean yeah. now. Anyway, full circling back to the podcast. How do you feel about werewolves? Do you think they exist? No, but Mm -hmm. if they do, I'm fucking terrified. Interesting. What I think is they don't realize how big normal wolves are. Normal wolves are gigantic. And they think they see a werewolf. And they, or they're like drinking or hyped up on something. Or they were out doing something bad and they needed a story to cover themselves up. Or the raven gave them that magical leaf and they was just tripping balls. What? They gave... He gave the leaf to a werewolf. He gave the leaf to a werewolf. He gave the leaf to a man. No. He believed he was a werewolf. 
You see what I'm saying? He was tripping balls. <laughs> and that's why he thought he was a werewolf. But he had gone on a killing spree already as a wolf and then delivered schizophrenia. Delivered. Received. Delivered. Shut up. Baby. DiGiorno. <laughs> it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Anyway, so sorry about the short episode. So sorry for the shitty episode. I hope y'all hey, have... It wasn't, it wasn't poopy. It was good. It's just a little short. And that's okay. Like I'm you. a little short. <laughs> hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little short, and I think I'm, like, half decent sometimes. You're amazing. But also, I have a crush on you, so there's that. Hey. <laughs> because guess say, what I'm gay there it is it's <laughs> <laughs> best that you haven't casually inserted the fact and I'm like casually with air quotes not so casually inserted hey y'all need to know one thing about me I'm a lesbian <laughs> if you don't like gay people get out just kidding if you're fine with gays, if you don't like them, you can stay even if you like the podcast. Just don't be mean to me about my life choices. Anyway. Welcome to Jess's TED Talk. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway, you guys have a nice drive, a nice work day, a nice week, a nice night, day. If you poop and have a good one, hopefully it all comes out. I believe in you. Keep pushing. <laughs> Don't give yourself a hemorrhoid. Um, but yeah. Have a great month, week, year. Have a great one, guys. And we will see you in the next... We will talk to you in the next podcast. Toodles. Podcast. Podcast episode. Next Shut up. Episode. Okay, toodles. Bye bye.